The Skins probably won't have it easy in the Big Easy. Welcome to the DMV Sports Roundtable with Jamal, George. A little later, Chris may join us. I'm Dimitri, and our special guest is joining us from New Orleans now, Andrew Sensi of the Sports Esquires. Andrew used to live here in Virginia. He's a fan of all the D.C. teams. He's a lawyer, and as the website name suggests, he follows the murky world of NFL legalities and other legal stuff related to sports. And Andrew's even going to the Skins Saints game on Sunday and joins us on Skype. So, Andrew Sensi, welcome to the DMV Sports Roundtable. Good to hear from you. Uh, good to hear from you as well, Dimitri. Thank you for having me. So uh, what are you expecting down there? You're, you're going to be the, uh, I, I don't want to say the sole uh, Skins representative, but tough times in New Orleans. Yeah, I probably won't have a whole lot of friends, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm sure it'll be fun no matter what. Guys, this game? I, well, back to that point, we've actually traveled better than I thought we would we would travel this well, whether it be Kansas City or some of the other cities. Now, New Orleans, is a, that's a whole nother animal down there. I don't think there's as many Skins fans uh, in New Orleans. But we've traveled better this year, actually better than we've actually showed up at home at times. I'll tell you what, the L.A. crowd was great. Yeah, that was good. That was great. Yeah. I mean, contrary to what you think, they weren't there to see me. They were there to watch you know. <laughs> And they showed up at Arrowhead. I mean, they showed up at yeah, Forsen yeah, in yeah, Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, you know, they might shock us this weekend. I doubt it, but they might. Andrew, so Andrew, you might have well, more friends than you think this weekend. Well, yeah, New Orleans I, I mean, I hope so. It's not a terrible road trip, let's be oh, honest. Oh, no. You know, so. Oh, heck no. <laughs> so uh, how much do we want to uh, focus on that debacle at FedEx, or do we just want to move on and talk about this weekend's challenge? Well, we, we got to, in order to move forward, you got to look back. <laughs> and uh, Do we have to? <laughs> unfortunately, we have to. We have to. I mean, for me, it's, uh, you can't really, people talk about this team being consistent from week to week, and, and that's almost impossible to do when your roster fluctuates due to uh, injuries the way that it has from week to week. You get guys back, and then you have new guys drop from week to week. So it's really – I don't know who which team's going to show up because I don't know which players are going to show up from week to week. Yeah, The defense, I can't put – I put it on them last week, but they have showed up and they have held this team in games all year long. They just their first half just wasn't theirs. Second half they tightened up. You see teams make adjustments from series to series, quarter to quarter, but we don't seem to make them until halftime. I, I just don't understand why that is. You know they get they get shelled in the first half. They give up what three touchdowns, four touchdowns yeah. in the first half. No adjustments made. Second half adjustments made. They tighten up. You know, the Vikings don't, don't, you know, drop as many points on us. But why did it take Minuski that much time? Once you drop two or three touchdowns on my team, something's got to – everything has got to go. How about four of them? Absolutely. In, exactly. In four and thir- 30. Exactly. But, I mean, the first two, whatever plays, we're yeah. doing, it's got to go. You know, as a coach, you have that hubris about you that, you know, eventually my scheme is going to work. It's going to work out. You've got to make adjustments. Throughout the game, you can't just wait. to. And Gruden does the same thing often. We can say the same thing about the offense. They didn't show up until, you know, the second half. But I mean, you only blame. I only blame the defense for last week. I mean, I don't really. I don't blame the offense. I no, mean, I, but look, I, the defense had they had their, they they had a letdown. It was due. Yeah, it was the wrong time to, to play your worst game. But here's right. what I'm saying about Cousins. It's yeah, you, know, you, you you blame the defense for last week. Fine. With Cousins, do you blame him for the loss? No. Could he have? And this is the thing that's lacking. 
could he do one or two extra things yes. to help win a game knowing yeah. when your defense is struggling like it is? That's what's yeah. missing. As and far that as interception that. at the end of the half didn't help. No. That and, was, and, it it wouldn't blame him. It's Doxon a factor. slipping doesn't help. Yeah, doesn't I get help it. doesn't help either. Crowder drops yeah. some plays. But the right. fourth down to Thompson, if that ball's better, he goes in the end zone. Yes. It's not a field goal. He doesn't so, stumble. So out, right. I don't blame Cousins for it, but there's at, at some point he's going to have to do yeah. the one or two extra little things as your franchise quarterback for the, the next month and a half, that's it, to win the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah to, to me, it's the, the final two minutes of both halves. I mean, we've just been shelled on, on both ends, offense and defense. Uh, you know, we should have been going into halftime with a lead, and instead there's a basically a 21-point swing in about five minutes of game time. Uh, you, just, you can't do that. I mean, Chris and, they, and I were there. I, I looked up at the scoreboard. I'm like, can they really be ahead by this much? It yeah. was. It didn't seem like a, a long period of time. I guess it wasn't a long period of time. No, it wasn't. No, and the defense has a lot to be blamed for on that one. But, you know, somebody was in the elevator with me in my building when I got home from that little cold, frigid day and said something <laughs> to me. And my first thing that came to my head was... Kirk Cousins, Jamal said this a couple of weeks ago on Redskins Roundtable. Kirk Cousins just isn't accurate enough. I mean, he makes some good throws. He puts this team in positions to win a lot of times, but just a lot of times he just is overthrowing his receiver by a few feet. He's underthrowing. He's making the wrong kind of read where he should throw to one guy and he does to another. I mean, you know, these are things that are kind of coming out. Then here we are, another year. Should he get paid? Should he not get paid? I'd point this Minnesota game. Statistically, yeah, he looked great in it. From a fantasy-wise, yeah, he looked great. Well, that's been the problem all year is that those those fantasy stats. You look at the number. I know. You look at the numbers. Oh, Cousins had a great game. Look at the rating. But, you know. He's a a stat pattern. That's what he does. He looks great on paper. But when you look at him on, on the film and on tape and on on the field during the games, you look at the numbers like, okay, that looks looks good, sounds good. But when I'm actually looking at it, I'm seeing all these different mistakes and things that he could do better mm-hmm. and, you know, things that he's not quite adequate at that for the money that he wants to be paid. Yeah, I mean, Case Keenum yep. was completing passes to Adam Thielen. I mean, why can't we get a play like that last Sunday where Thielen just ran deep and Keenum essentially just threw it as far as he could and Thielen was there to catch it? He missed. Do- people- he had Doxon in that scene. Yeah. He had him. He missed. I him. think we let yeah. people know last week that hadn't heard of Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is legit. Oh, yeah. People have not heard yes. of him. I think people outside of fantasy circles that don't play fantasy football right. have no clue who Adam Thielen is because not a lot of people probably watch Minnesota. I have to confess I was one of them. I'm like, who is this oh, guy? My God. <laughs> Adam Thielen is a beast. He really is, and he showed Tion's himself credit. last He week. asked me about him before last week, too. Well, I didn't talk about Steph Diggs enough. I sort yeah. of thought he was plagued by the injury. He might be out there as more of a decoy. I don't really buy into a lot of the narratives on the homecoming. The home, I buy into but it. I you, buy into well, it. You were oh, right, because he that. scored and uh, did his nice little celebration right before the Cost half. Cost him 15 yards, but yeah. I you thought know, you were allowed to celebrate now. You, you can't you use can't the jump on the oh. goal You know, people on Twitter actually had an attitude about that. Like, that was defaming. Yeah, I saw that. He hugged it. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what do you want him to do? He didn't try to pee on it or nothing like that. He hugged it. People, Just wait. People want to be mad about it. They, they, they <laughs> yeah. want to find something to be upset about. Oh, he jumped on the military. Just 
calm down. So let's pivot to where our friend Andrew is going to be this weekend. Uh, Bourbon Street. The, well, Bourbon Street, of course. <laughs> oh, I uh, go. The, what's, the, what's the story? I mean, uh, how can they beat these guys? The, my thought was, like they did in Seattle, they're going to surprise them. Go everyone. ahead, Jamal. Run there the is, football. Yeah, I was waiting on <laughs> it. Run the football. You have no recourse. I know we all have, Chi, you especially, and, and even me. And I like P. Ryan. You know I like P. Ryan. But we all have our reservations, as we should. He's not been able to hold on to the football. Hopefully he can get over that. But this is the type of game, and he's the type of running back that is designed for games like this, where you have to that's – the, that's the main weakness of this, this New Orleans defense. They're right 16th against the run. Third worst yards per carry in yes. the NFL. 4.7 yards per carry they allow. You've got, you I was can, waiting for you to yes, say Yes, you run can it. run this game. And P. Ryan is the type of running back – he gets stronger as the games go on. You're going to wear down the defense before you wear him down. Mm-hmm. He's got to get into a rhythm, but that's the problem. Will Gruden allow it? Will he stick to the run enough like he did in week two against the Rams? you got to have that yeah. type of level of commitment to the run this week because P. Ryan, when he gets into a rhythm, he, there's no linebacker or safety that's going to run, want to run into him over and over again for four quarters. If you get him, and you got to, if he grind it out, guess what else you do? You keep Drew Brees on the sideline. Thank side you. Lines. You keep, and yeah, more right importantly, there. keep that rushing attack off the sideline. What oh, did they run Alvin the ball Kamara. 16 Two times guys, in a row right, against yeah. Buffalo? And I think the Will Compton injury is just not good for this run defense of the Redskins. Just another one. First it was Mason, now it's him. And they're, they're, they're ranked third in the NFL in rushing. Yeah, only behind Jacksonville and Dallas. And so, I think they're better that right now with Fournette being dinged up and Zeke out. I think they're the best rushing because Mark Ingram yep. ran Absolutely. all over Buffalo, and Buffalo was not a bad. They're not a bad defense. You know, they take the ball away. They're kind of stout up front, but Alvin Kamara, that's going to be the one that's going to kill us the most. I think we do good better against downhill runners and guys yep. who who run you know downhill in between the tackles. Alvin Kamara gets outside, and then in the passing game, he's, to our uh, Redskins fans, he who are not familiar with him, he is their version of Chris Thompson. Yeah, he but does maybe, everything. Maybe could, better, but he's a, yeah. he's a better rusher. <laughs> yeah, he's a much better rusher in between the tackles and 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 uh, from the line of scrimmage. But he can also catch. Was it six touchdowns last week? I'm just looking to see. For, I was looking. I up. think uh, what Ingram had three on his own. Three hundred yards. Three. Here it is. Two ninety-eight one and six yards. Six rushing touchdowns. And then uh, what? Edmonds, the, their third running back, broke off a yeah. long touchdown run. Let me ask you, Andrew. Do people care more about the Saints uh, or LSU these days down there in uh, Louisiana? Because I remember there was a, I was there a few years ago. And it was all LSU everywhere, even with the Saints being pretty good. What's the, the yeah. feel like of that? Yeah, town? it's definitely the Saints. You win seven in a row, yeah. and the city <laughs> is uh, all about the Saints. Yeah, uh, they still love LSU, but uh, I mean, they're not giving them as much to cheer about, whereas the Saints certainly are. Yeah, I think I saw you went to Tulane, right? Is that is that yes. right? How uh-huh. is Tulane doing this year? Oh, uh, we're we're. We're respectable, you know. Big improvement over two wins last year. That's where that's Rob Kelly's alma mater, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and Ryan Lee. Grant, and Ryan Grant. Yep, right. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Good yeah, thing. yeah. I, now learned. that he says it, I, I remember. Well, where is Ryan Grant right now? Ryan Grant is he's concussion, concussion protocol. Oh, okay. He is gotcha. So he Harris, hasn't been ruled out though. Well, they're going to have to. Well, they Jordan can't. Reed's they out. can't bring somebody else. So they're going to have to cut somebody if they want to. Let's say bring Davis up. If Grant can't go, Pryor's out now with this. Ankle injury that now he's going to see a specialist next week. Spencer Long's out too. But he said that this, according to what I read, this popped up week two. 
Now, between it's week eleven, between week two and now, he doesn't want to use as an been, excuse. But he's been benched. I'm aware of that. He's been benched, <laughs> <laughs> and he's aware. Of this. I'm letting you know that he's been benched, and he's been ridiculed for for being a bus. This, that, and the third. If you're sitting there hearing all this, and you're prior, I don't care how much pride you had, and that was just being stubborn. Because hey, look, coach, I'm not right. That's all you got to say. And then all this other stuff goes away. And you, maybe you don't get benched. Maybe you get, you know, the treatment that you need for your ankle that you're able to play up to your – you can't cut as a wide receiver. You have no use to me. That's why Doc, I was doxing yeah. this issue last year with the Achilles. Right. So you're yep. saying you should just pull a Jordan Reed and just be telling him you're no. injured all the time and just not No, play, I, I, you know. I, what I'm saying is he should have – I understand if he's going to try to tough it out, but from week two to week 11 and everything that's happened to him and his lack of playing time and being benched for a half and everything else – during that time, yeah, you should have said something mm-hmm. because you wouldn't have to deal with all this other nonsense. And now you're killing your value. You're on a one-year contract. But see, that's the problem with guys like that. They don't want to you, sit up because they think but you're that. Killing, but he's killing I know, his and value. he hasn't played and he hasn't produced. Right. But they're afraid, you know, he's afraid he's going to have that, you know, oh, look at Pryor, he's not producing. He says he's hurt. The Browns were going to take him back or something? Or? I don't know how legit that was. That was just the, a, the, I don't the know Browns, who floated out there. But the I don't Browns know. beat reporter, I think it was for ESPN. Mary or, Kay Cabot, or, yeah. Was she it ESPN? Said it. No, uh, ESPN? She's the Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland playing dealer. Yep. She it said legit? it. Yeah. Yeah, she said legit. they wanted him, but you know, I don't know. I mean, might have been an opportunity there to unload. But I mean, the Redskins have paid him. What's his deal? Six million? What's he making? Six? I think eight million. So what if they paid him either four of six or six of eight? And the Redskins probably figure at this point, with all the injuries, just, you know, because well. you're not going to get anything for him. No. What are you going to get, a seventh no. round pick? Probably. A sixth if you're lucky. Right. Or a conditional or something, you know. Or you would trade you for him. <laughs> I'm not going to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Is everybody feeling pretty bad about this game on Sunday? Uh, the, the Redskins' chances, uh, not obviously. great, no. but the NFL is so crazy it, sometimes. That, right. That's what, the crazy yeah, thing. Th- yeah. yeah, they got to lose eventually, right? Uh, let's yeah. well, we, well, you know what, we, Andrew? We said the same thing about the Eagles. We were data wrong. But you know what, yeah. though? The same, yeah. Listen, if this game were here, be, I'd say no shot. I know. No, 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 no. Too. If it were here, I would say we have a shot. Just because Drew Brees is not the same Drew Brees inside as he is outdoors. You well, put Drew true. Brees outdoors, he's not the same Drew Brees inside Redskins that dome. Redskins put up 47 against him two years ago. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah. But I'm just saying, this team feels they can play on the road. They get away from here, and they can play on the road. And... Look, it's hard. Okay, it's hard to win five, six, seven. It's hard to win eight in a row in the NFL. Yeah, no, we're no not, matter. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And look, they have the Rams next week. You could very easily be looking past this team. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and you know, you get those three, four, five plays in a game. You know, the weird bounce, the fumble, mm-hmm. whatever the turnover might be. You win those. You know, that goes our way. Three missed and games are so close. In Seattle. So. Yeah, I would say kind of the key. Jamal nailed the hit the nail on the head as far as you got to keep the offense off the field. Yeah. That being said, yeah. I would put a bunch of guys in the box, make sure that you try and stop this run game. Outside of Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn has deep playability. All right, fine. Uh, but outside of Michael Thomas, this passing game. Listen, I was gonna say the same thing. See, I can't name name name. Okay, other I'll, than I'll the running back, one. I'll give you one. And they're trying to work him back in after injury. And Joe Horn doesn't count. Willie Sneed. This yeah. is the type Sneed's of game been... that Willie Sneed pops up out of nowhere. But isn't he hurt still? No, I mean he's back. They're working oh. him in. He just oh. hasn't, you know, he just has, hasn't gotten that much of a work. He'll get yet. healthy this week. Is that what you're saying? But the red, you know, as well as I do, as the Redskins players are tend like, to do against Washington. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying we we pop out of you know right. players will come out of nowhere playing against the Redskins. We could hold Mike Thomas to nothing. 
you know, Ted Ginn, we could hold him to, you know, one or two catches. But, yeah, it is, it's one of those games where, you know, a, a player like that who has not been – Kobe Fleener could come out of nowhere because, like, no. you bring up you, – you, what do you say <laughs> every week? But what do you say every week? The Redskins, the Redskins are, the worst are terrible yeah. against tight ends. Yeah. And it's one of yeah. those games that everybody might be kept in check. And Willie Sneed pops two touchdowns and uh, Kobe Fleener comes out of nowhere and has a, you know, 70, 80-yard game and a touchdown. It happens like that against the Redskins, unfortunately. Just fluky stuff seems to happen. What's the line at again? I haven't looked. I don't need that's your department. I know it is it's normally. It, it, it depends know. on I'm, you're, I'm interested. You're the gambler, if it's me. like the Saints under a touchdown, I I think Vegas is telling me that the Redskins might win this game. But if they're like big time but favorites, I don't know how to like you you all were just saying, I don't know how to feel about eight. any game this year. It's eight. Okay. Eight. Well, okay. That's not yeah. too bad. I don't know how to feel about any game this week this this year in the NFL because we want a parody in the NFL, we got it. And uh, it's truly any given Sunday. You know, you could be terrible one week and then come out and be the division winner the next week. It's so up and down. It makes, you know, it's right. a lot of teams that were in it. Look at Buffalo, the five and three. Now they were so dumb. Now to trade everybody, now everybody so is counting them out. People were down on the saints early in the season. Now look at where they are. You know, uh, the Rams yeah. weren't looking too great. We beat them. And then all of a sudden, you know, they took over the chargers, you know, people had them out to the pasture early on. Now they've come back. So who knows? This year, this this NFL, it's so up and down from week to week. Anybody could be anybody. I, you know, Absolutely. I have no clue. I could flip a coin. Well, Jamal, you set us up nicely for, I guess, moving into a state of the league discussion. Oh, uh, Andrew and his his legal expertise comes in handy here. And, of course, I'm going to bundle a bunch of stuff together. Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones against the rest of the league, seemingly. The sagging ratings, the constant litigious nature of, of this league and people within it, Andrew. Um, how would you explain why the, the ratings are down? Is it just like all media, kind of, you know, a fractured world and the NFL can't take as big a piece of the pie as it used to? I wish. I had uh, an easy answer and say, oh, it's just this one thing. Then they could fix it and, uh, you know, I could make a good bit of money fixing their problems. <laughs> um, but I think it's a lot of different things. Um, but I think the important thing to remember is even though the ratings are down, they're still the most watched programming in TV. You know, so, oh, Sunday Night Football ratings are down. Well, they were number one. They could only really go down, you know, and they're still basically number one. They're still one of the most watched programs, you know, with some of the most valued demographics watching them for advertisers. So, you know, I think that's getting a little bit overblown. Um, I also think that when the new TV contracts come up by then, you're really going to see, you know, the, the streaming media giants come into play and the more bidders you have, the more likely they are to get the money that they've seen getting. So I don't think really that they're in that big a trouble ratings wise. There's some belief though. I guess I heard Mike Florio say it and I, I don't know that everybody takes everything that Mike Florio says, you know, as gospel, but that he believes you still need to be on a broadcast network to get a big audience. But then you look at how young people consume media. They, some of them don't really know what a broadcast network right. is. It doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's, Absolutely correct. I mean, how many young people have never even owned cable, let alone cut the cord? You know, they wouldn't know what a TV antenna even looks like <laughs> if you asked them. So, you know, in, in 10 years, do you need to be on network to get a big audience? I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. It, I'm I sorry, agree, Jamal. I, I would agree with Andrew. He's, he's got a point that, you know, millennials, you know, a lot of them don't even own televisions anymore or 
you know, or cable or they stream it, you know, on their iPads or, you know, uh, laptops on their phone. Yeah, whatever whatever have you can get on your phone. You though. know, so if you stream it through Twitter or Amazon or, you know, whatever else, other live streaming, Yahoo, whatever you want to put it on, I think you could have just as much success because a lot of people, like Andrew mentioned, are cutting the cord or thinking about cutting the cord in, in terms of cable. I am not one of those people. No. But, you know, some people are. So it's not so far-fetched to think that you could still have, you know, the ratings or the viewership, you know, through purely streaming uh, games. I was one of those that was never a cord cutter. I never had cable, and now I'm just looking this way and that to, oh, to catch the games online, you know? Well, it's not the sport. College football's ratings are maintained pretty much where they are, if not going up from what I understand this year, to digging a little bit more. I, I think there's a lot of different reasons as well fantasy football is a blessing and a curse for the nfl it's yes. great because yeah. i think people are tuning in to watch their fantasy teams i also don't think you need to totally be checked into a television to watch your fantasy teams no you can kind of go ahead and do whatever you need to on a sunday say you're married say you have kids you need to go to pumpkin patch you need to go to the grocery <laughs> store you can still monitor your fantasy team on your phone and i think a lot of times that's just as important for people who are more your casual, not so much diehard fans, but they don't actually need to be watching the games. And I mean, or the full games, because uh, to yeah. your point, red zone is is a big component. Of totally, that. I know that mm-hmm. when when you know I you know, we've that well documented. I have more than several fantasy teams, and when <laughs> the Redskins are not playing, I'm I'm watching red zone and you're, because you're I'm tuned in, I'm, I'm tuned into that. Because I can monitor my teams. I can see what's going on every scoring play. And when the Redskins are on, I'll watch that. But doing commercials, I'm switching right right back to red zone. So I think red zone takes up a big chunk, which is crazy because that's NFL. That's NFL network. And, that's, they're, yeah. they're almost eating their own. But, I mean, I wouldn't. They're still making money off of it. And what are you seeing on red zone? Great plays, scoring plays. And that's what people want to see. And you sit there and watch a regular game between the Tom Savage-led Houston Texans and the Blaine Gabbert-led Arizona Cardinals. It's not great football. That's almost like, let's say, let's take it to another sport. Let's say MLB Network had a show that showed just every single home run from every single game. Wouldn't people turn in, tune into that? Because it's almost the same thing. They kind of do on Sundays do during I don't MLB, watch MLB Network. Network at all. Uh, on Sundays, they'll do like a whip around almost type red zone thing. And that's what I watch. I don't watch yeah. the individual games. I watch the MLB Network. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's that. And, uh, you know, you compare it to college. I don't know. I watched college football this past Saturday night, and the games were kind of blowouts. But they were wildly more but entertaining even, to me than the NFL games. But even ESPN has a version of that. They've got ESPN goal line yep. that you can go to. And it, it, it doesn't show all scoring plays. That's where that's different. They they don't they don't start where you know a team gets into the red zone and in the scoring range. They just whip around you know from game to game to game. So it's similar in that fashion, but it's not where they're just doing just teams that are that are ready to score. And that that's where it's it's different from um, from red zone. They also do the same thing for uh, basketball for college basketball. ESPN uh, at the buzz or something like that. That thing is called. But it, again, it's not. It's just, you know, you can't do the same thing with basketball. It's not like you want to tune to every dunk. But you yeah, know, I, it, it whips from game to game. 
I don't know if uh, you know people watching the red zone is such a bad thing. If you get more and more people watching it, right. what you want is people watching the product and and liking your product. The only thing is that you just then have to figure out how to monetize it, and you have it monetized right now via subscription. But there's no reason they couldn't add in you know in screen ads or you know you know a bottom line ticker with ads or something like that where they can, you know, get advertisements in because it is, you know, commercial free for seven hours. Yeah. Um, I was just going to, I was just people are jump. watching. That's a good thing. You just have to figure out how to monetize right. it. You know, I, I appreciate all you guys have said. I just wanted to kind of get back to at least possible reasons for the ratings drop. Andrew, as the, the legal expert here, I mean, the stuff we're hearing about Jerry Jones, uh, it could go back to Colin Kaepernick and the national anthem protests. It could go back to the fact that late on a Sunday night when you go to NFL.com and look at that top line, there are a lot of lopsided games. I mean, what do you guys think it is? We'll put it like this. The protest has it on both sides. Mm-hmm. There are people that are anti-protest that are not watching. There are people that are for the protest, yeah, yeah. and they're not watching because of the stance that the NFL has taken, and they are not, you know, they're against the NFL, period, and what the NFL has stood for, and they're not helping out their players, and, and Kaepernick does, is still unemployed, and a lot of people are still angry about that, and the fact that it seems like, well, it doesn't seem like he's being blackballed, and for, for the stance that he took. So you have people on both sides that are boycotting the NFL and that are not watching, whether it be people that are pro-military, maybe whether it's uh, African-American people who are for the protests and what's going on and they don't like the stance that the NFL has taken, they have not watched the games or, or, or boycotting watching the games. Those that factor in. And that's, it's all, all those come together. And, and plus, you know, what we just talked about. But those are also aspects of it that people might not be paying attention to. And even if you love football, would you say you, if you feel really strongly one side or the other on the protests or, hey, you're disrespecting the military or whatever accusation, mm-hmm. you, you, would you sacrifice your, your uh, recreation, shall we say, if, on a Sunday you, afternoon? If you feel that strongly about it, then, you know, that's, that's your right to do. I know people that have. Yeah. If you feel that strongly about it, then, you know, if that's what you want to do, I know for me personally, it would be, if I felt that strongly, I would. I know it would be hard. Yeah, but, but I can't. We do this, so I can't come in here not knowing right. what the hell I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> but but yeah, but say say we didn't do this. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the, all of us who are skins fans, we've it had would, to endure yeah. a lot of accusations of well, you know, I don't like that you're wearing that logo, yeah. and 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 uh, somehow some way we've kind of gotten past. I mean, at least speaking for myself, for mm-hmm. the love of the team, uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but I also yeah. I, I love the skins. It I don't want be, I don't want to stop it, watching. It would be tough for me personally. I don't know everybody. Else. I think. Of, I don't want to speak for everybody, but you know, I, I will. I, I played I 10 DraftKings lineups and have five <laughs> fantasy teams. I literally couldn't imagine doing anything else but watching football. It's the yeah, reason I, that I... Uh, I tend to agree with Chris. You know, it, if... It just, you know, it, it, it depends. It would be tough for me to do. I would have to limit myself. Let's say I, I'm only watching Redskins games because of my allegiance to the team. You know, and if, yeah. let's say if I didn't have 30... Uh, fantasy teams then it would have been easy for me to stay off of that but with like what you said we're invested in football like what Mm -hmm. we we have made choices to invest Mm -hmm. ourselves in the sport of football we made those investments before all this took place and so you know sorry i didn't didn't mean to interrupt you i and not to deflect off this subject but i brought up an article from cnn we were talking about reasons for the decline CNN, primetime, NBC down 4%, CBS down 6%, ABC down 11%, Fox 20%. 
So hmm. it's across the board. Jamal and Andrew talked about this with just people cord cutting. I think that it's just an overall yeah. television watching. People just aren't. That Fox number is surprising. Yeah. What uh, was the Fox number you said? 20%. 20%. 20%. And that's, that's NFC. I can see CBS because not everybody wants to watch AFC games. I know I don't. Yeah, that's just in, in general their programming. The not even just football, bland. just just and, programming. And their announcers. Romo's great though. I will say that. I would never. I don't say a lot of good stuff about Romo, but <laughs> in in the broadcast, great at announcing. Yeah, he's, announcing. he's great at announcing. He's he's found his calling. And uh, I keep getting back to the the legal stuff. I mean, if you want to talk Tom Brady and Deflategate, if you want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. does anybody dislike the NFL because it uh, sues its own players? Probably. Yeah, there are many reasons to dislike the NFL. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's how about I, the it's, fact that it kept going back and forth? Yeah. With that, and that wasn't all the NFL, yeah. but I'm just saying. Yeah, I, th- I think fans, a legitimate number of fans, are are kind of exhausted by mm-hmm. the first three headlines when they look at ESPN having nothing to do with a game. Um, you know, it's it's all the the legal side or the business side or you know who did what and who said what to who instead of you know talking about the games themselves. Um, you know that stick to sports kind of fan. There's a not an insignificant number of them who are pretty tired of it being not just the game. Um, so yeah, I think they're definitely grown weary of you know this player suspended and now we have a three year legal battle, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it because it gives me something to talk about. But, <laughs> but I agree for but the, I'm a little the bit of fan. an exception. If the NFL wants a ratings boom, though, somebody would sign Colin Kaepernick. I mean, you could feel one way or another about it. That's totally fine. But think about how many people would be tuned in at 12.58 to see if he's standing or kneeling for the national anthem and to see if he gets on the field. I think the NFL should encourage well, the team he, to he, sign he, him. I think that's would, a money money boost for them. It, it, it could work that way. Um through both ways, because you had people that want to see him succeed. You have those that are hoping that he fails. But but, but they'll what, all be watching, I they, think. Exactly. Some, yeah, that's, that's kind to, of to your the, point. That's the Howard to your Stern point. approach. And, and, you right. know, tune that's, 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 say next. and I agree with that. That's that, you know, but, there's no such thing as bad publicity right, sort of thing. Right. You know, right. that's what that is. But to your point about the kneeling, he did say, and people have lost this throughout totally. the year, he did say, in the offseason that if he does play, he's not going to kneel. He said that already, but this has been lost in, you know, all the hundreds of different narratives that have been thrown out there. And this whole thing has been, you know, wish washed, you know, all different types of ways. And but that was lost in it that he did make that statement. Yeah, I, I, but I think your point to seeing him succeed or fail playing yeah. the game, too. Oh, I agree. That people, definitely... people could say, oh, I'm dumping the NFL. I'm not watching. I'm boycotting. But I bet you they tune in to see it. If you they... really feel that strongly about it, you're going to want him to see him not play well so you can yeah, prove your point. When you pit two sides together, that's what this whole, the whole Mayweather-McGregor thing, that's what that was. That was pitting one side against another with whatever yeah. racial divide, but they used it. For people to tune in to something otherwise that was a joke, but they use it to people to tune in, people watch and make more money, which they did. So it's along those lines. Mm -hmm. I was entertained by that fight, by the way. Some some head coach and coaching staff is going to have to absorb tremendous media attention if they pick up cap. I'll be honest, I think that's part of it. Part of the reason they haven't. He's a big part of it. It is. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and even now, it's it's even it's even bigger. Because don't you think if he would if this if he could step in and win a Super Bowl right now, you don't think he'd be on the team? I, I'm pretty sure he would. But I think that's part of the reason why people are still like, why does not why does he not have a job? Because you 
you name Savage and you name Blank. You look a lot across the landscape of the league at some of the quarterbacks that have been signed, that are playing, that are starting. Brock Osweiler. And you're like, wow. Ugh. I mean, anybody on Denver, you could say that about. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's you, you look at Houston. it and you're like, wow, Stanton, who are these? Like, really? You're going to tell me all of these people are better? No, and and you're going to tell me at the same time that it's not a political, you know, they try to play like, oh, it's got nothing to do with political. Yes, it does. No, I It's mean, got nothing to do with his play when you try out players like that. Bruce Arians, I think, said, oh, we always keep only two quarterbacks, but then somebody disproved him immediately and said, yeah, no, like nonsense. three years ago, you had three quarterbacks, yeah, so you could have totally... he had the kid had. from Virginia Tech. And, 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 oh, and he's a tight end now. Yeah, but they, but at that oh, time, right. he was playing quarterback. Yeah, well, I forget. Yeah. I, he sucked at Virginia Tech, too. I don't know if I'm was. But yeah, he wasn't very good <laughs> quarterback. You you can, this, this is the, we're not on TV. This, this is the podcast. You can, you can use that language here. Logan Thomas was his Logan name. Thomas. Logan yeah. Thomas. Yeah. It was his measurables. You know, he was a big kid. He was 6'7", 200-something pounds. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, we'll, we'll do something with him. Just get him in here. We'll figure him out. Max Scherzer and his second in a row Cy Mad Young Max. Award. But um, am I the only one that, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Scherzer. I just, I wish the team did better in the playoffs. Yeah, you know it doesn't I mean? really, yeah. I wish like, it could excite a, me more. It doesn't. I well, mean, it, anybody know, else? I, I, I just take the acknowledgement. You know, it, it's cool. We we got something. Yeah. You know, we got something. You know, we, we choked again, as usual. But <sighs> we got something in the end. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. I'm I mean, not going to say no. I don't want the Cy Young championships. Yeah, I yeah, I would. But trade I, all I that. hear you. I mean, it's I, great. You, it's... Can, you can say the same thing about the Cavs. I would trade all the presidents' trophies, a heart, whatever. Oh yeah, for a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. You can have all those back. Just give me one Stanley Cup. I'm just right. imagining a warehouse full of those. Just full. <laughs> <laughs> and the banners. Yeah, because we've got them all except for yeah. the one that counts. That's right. No, I'd be more excited personally if like. Trey Turner has a huge year and wins MVP. I mean, because that's different. Yeah. We have great yeah. pitching here. We've had great pitching here. So, and Scherzer's won a Cy Young before. So, not to say I'm discrediting him. or It's great. I'm proud. He's I'm, won two. But yeah, he's yeah. won two. Exactly. Well, two well, in he's a row. won three total. Yeah, yeah, three total. But two right. in a row. That's that, right. To me, that's what makes it yeah. significant. It's, it's two in a row. You know, and given the fact that the way his season, for him anyway, the way his season ended when he just imploded coming, you know, uh, that's why, the they vote. That's why they vote yeah. before. Right. <laughs> ah, <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that did not uh, take, you know, right. play into it. Mm-hmm. But for him, you got to think for him as a player, the way his season ended, you know, that's kind of a, okay, I'm feel you're, you're validated a little bit. You know, you're not, that monkey is not, it was on your back, but you feel a little bit better about yourself. I guess what I'm trying to say. But, you know, I bet you Dave Martinez doesn't pitch him in as deep in the games as uh, Dusty did. That's for sure. I <laughs> no, think like he, he all the Nats starters had like the highest inning totals in like all of baseball. Well, um, Dave yeah. did the so same no thing. Didn't, stats. didn't Davey do the same thing? Now he's getting another uh, uh-huh. another, uh, Dave, another pitching Davey coach. I thought people. Uh, yeah. Davey was all right. Yeah. But didn't he use it sometimes pitch people, you know, keep people in a little bit longer? Or maybe I'm getting confused with Matt Williams. I don't know. I don't know. I was still a it's Yankees all, fan. All a blur. All a blur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Many, many managers ago, and a lot, probably a lot more to come. But finally, uh, all sports teams should listen to George Wallace. He told the Wizards to play defense, and they did. And doing, yeah, listen. Just play I heard defense. you say that. Play, yeah, play, and right. they did. Play Four games in a row. Defense. Scott Brooks is telling him too, but you know, I just figured, I, <laughs> yeah. I figured I'd help out Scott a little bit. Well, well I mean, look what happens. You hold them under 100 points again. Yeah, well, you know, but like I said last week, they they on a, they had a stretch to get healthy with yeah. the teams that they played. Yeah, but to, you still said I'm not taking anything away from you, George. You you know you're the wizard whisperer. But look at who they played. <laughs> you know that was a stretch for them to really get on track and get healthy. 
That's so I'm, I'm, well, uh, yeah, but they 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 also had chance to get healthy against Dallas and Phoenix. And yeah, but LA. but to rebound from that, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. That, that was their stretch to you know kind of refocus themselves mm-hmm. because you had called them out for losing to those teams as as well as you should. But you know they they rebound and got healthy just real quick because I know we're about to wrap it up. Do you put any stock into Boston beating Golden State? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good win for their confidence. But uh, when what it comes, I mean, for for who? For for Golden State or for? Because I think Golden State just doesn't care. No, they season. don't. No, I, I think just, it's, yeah, they don't it's care. all on Boston. Yep, I think it's all about Boston's even confidence. If Boston had lost that. I mean, whatever. I it, yeah, it, it wouldn't mean much. But I think you know people are, you know, kind of maybe it's just Boston fans that are on the timeline overblowing it and. You know, uh, I think it means Kirk head coach and, and, and Steph, uh, he he chokes and come on, man, they don't care. No. They don't. They yeah. like the Cavs. Yeah. They don't come to play until the playoffs. Here's a counter question: Can we beat the Celtics in a seven game series? <laughs> now, surprisingly, no. I would say no, just <laughs> because beginning of the season, I didn't think Boston was going to be able to play defense to the way they're playing defense, losing Avery Bradley and losing Crowder. Those were their tough guys. Those were their, those were their defensive stoppers. So I didn't see that on this lineup, you know, on, in, in this roster coming into the season. Brad Stevens is – he is a great defensive coach apparently because yeah. he's taking a roster that doesn't have great defensive players. When you, when you take away the two stoppers that they had – before, I would have said, yeah, we can beat them. But now, the way they're actually playing defense and the way that we're playing defense now, but I don't know if we're going to play that tight. We can, we're not going to hold them under 100 points. Mm. No. But no. they could hold us. Yeah. Okay. So, um, right, right now, I would say no. Andrew, uh, we want you to get us a victory this Sunday. I'll do my best. Yeah, no, no pressure. No pressure, Andrew. <laughs> I'm not really used to giving commands around here, but for goodness sake, enjoy the we game. Need, and, uh, we need all the help we can get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, enjoy that. Let's see if the Skins can do it again. Andrew Sensi, the Sports Esquire, is our special guest here on the DMV Sports Roundtable. You can find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and new as of just a couple days ago, the WTOP mobile app. You just go to listen. A whole bunch of podcasts in there from our colleagues, but right at the top, the DMV Sports Roundtable. So please subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, because... Everybody will probably be uh, smoking their e-cig and, uh, you know, relaxing. E-cig. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't good. see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I will. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you.